Welcome to the Magic on the Inside podcast by the Sisters Enchanted, where we chat magic, hot topics, personal development, and good old-fashioned life. Brew up something delicious and sit with us for a spell. Welcome to this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. I'm Sarah, founder of the Sisters Enchanted. And if you are new here or you've been listening for a while, I want you to know how much we love astrology. And as magic folks, we love to live intentionally by the rhythm of the moon. And on this episode, we are talking about the Libra new moon. And I am joined by our program director and astrology teacher, Sarah Milne. Hello, Sarah. Hello, how are you doing? Well, it's Sarah Spirit again today. Yes, it is. It is. So on this episode, uh, everyone, we are going to hear from a few of our community members. This is the last episode in a series where we chatted with some of our expedition or excuse me, our Enchanted Journey and Holistic Witchery community. And they're going to chime in about a little bit about what Libra means for them and the air sign of a new moon air, an air sign, new moon. Why is something I cannot speak? Uh, but before we cut to that segment of this podcast episode, Sarah, why don't you tell us what is happening? The first, the first two weeks of the Libra lunar cycle, what, what's going on in the sky? So first of all, this Libra new moon, so much Libra everything's Libra 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 because we have the sun the moon Mercury Mars Venus they're all conjunct um they're all in they're not in a grand conjunction in sense they're all together but they're all conjunct with each other so they're all when we think about the sun and the moon as our sort of core personality so the moon is our kind of emotional intuition um, and how we react emotionally. The sun is this kind of the ego, the center of ourselves and how we want to create ourselves in the world. Then we have the inner workings of our mind with Mars that drives our motivation and our will. And with uh, Mercury, that is our logical thoughts and our communication. And Venus, it is all our desires and our love. They are all working with each other in these conjunct planets where we say they kind of work together in Libra so this is going to bring us just logical thinking and this Libra idea so air brings us this logical thinking and this kind of idea about wanting things to be in balance and bringing in so this is a really good time to make that kind of intention about any of those areas of life you can choose any area of life you want to bring that balance into because there's Libra everywhere but so it's really super super charged in terms of that intention for this month which is really really exciting and right. also logical thoughts is not my favorite thing like I don't logical thought I'm always like what's not logical that's not true I do lots of logical things I guess but somehow yeah. I feel resistance to the word logic <laughs> I know I'm the same but we because we're both fire signs we're both both of us are like have lots of Sagittarius in our chart so we kind of get ruled by these passions and yeah. you know, that kind of thing but obviously like it's good I mean I'm looking forward to this because sometimes I need to really like sit and like okay how am I going to like act logically how am I going to do this because I know both of us have let's do this and you know you are good at logical thinking Sarah because I quite often come with you with my Sagittarius going oh, I think we should be doing this like I did just this last week and you said Logically, we can't do that right now. Yes, I am on. That's what it's so, like. I am learning so much about myself recently because normally it's like it just depends on my situation. I think my personality tends to want to throw caution to the wind, but then when yeah. it comes to like 
being in charge of things. I'm very much the like voice of reason and the structure. Right. And, like, no, this is what I know to be true. And this is what we need to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. So I think, yeah, we can have these, these like passionate, um, these passionate intentions, but bringing that sort of logic into it is going to be really, really cool. And it's going to be so much going on. And a lot of that energy is going to be carrying on over these weeks, this kind of like Libra energy in the other sign. So although the moon will quickly transition into Scorpio, we have that Libra in in our inner workings of our mind, which might really help us, I think, with that, to like realize that intention through this lunar cycle, because those planets are really supporting that mentality that the moon is in as we kind of make that intention, which I think is, could be really, really helpful for us. So all these conjunctions, they're kind of lasting right through into this first week of this cycle, this kind of all this, this Libra energy, which is really, really super exciting. And then we talked about this um, in the last podcast, how we have the sun, this conjunction of the sun and Mars. So during this time, we are going to reach that point where the sun is. So this happens, this is going to happen on the ninth here on Saturday. We're going to have this situation where the sun conjunct with um with actually the sun the sun is going to be conjunct with Mercury here directly, and then followed by the sun conjunction with Mars, which is going to make us kind of like ego is going to take over by all of that, I feel, and creating so that kind of creating ourselves and um our sense of self could combust our will and our, our motivation and our logic there a little bit for a few days. Right. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Because you won't be able to see those planets from the earth. You're only going to see the sun. The sun will like will, will we won't be able to see them. So it kind of so there we are. You don't have to keep that logical. That logic will get combusted a little bit by all this creativity. So watch out for that there. Um so then we then we have coming up then just before we get to our full moon in Aries and I feel like this is really exciting as well because Aries when we kind of come to that full moon in Aries Aries is that fire sign and we've had all this water energy so we've got this kind of bubbling bubbling up of that air and that water energy that we've had we've been talking about in these last few few podcasts so with that air all that air energy is going to like start to get warm and start to potentially explode because when you heat up air too much it can explode and that could be what we're building up with emotionally when we think about our underlying intuition and our underlying emotions which is what the moon represents we've kind of gone from this like logic to this kind of like we're coming we're moving towards the fire now as we get to the middle of this cycle and that could cause some real kind of like emotional explosions under there for sure so we have then mars is um when we talked last podcast we talked about how we had um mercury trying with jupiter mm-hmm. as we come to this aries full moon we have mars trying with jupiter so that's again these planets are working really really well with each other um, their energy is flowing well with each other. So Mars, our will and our motivation and asserting ourselves in the world as well. We have that kind of like trend and flowing well with Jupiter, our planet of opportunities. So that means we might have some opportunities to assert ourselves. Um, and we often think that that's like we talk about Mars as being the god of war and being kind of um all about anger and frustration. But actually, the anger and frustration comes from perhaps something that we're really strongly motivated to do and it doesn't work so well and we get frustrated or we want to assert ourselves and our own ideas and our own creativity into the world and um 
the Aries that kind of what we're coming into with that moon and Aries that first sign of the zodiac we talk about how it's all about asserting and sometimes if you get in the way of an Aries that's just like <laughs> but that's not because they're you know nothing in we always say this in the zodiac nothing is bad there's no such thing as a bad sign there's light and shadow and one of those things about this kind of Aries this fiery energy that we're coming into is that if something gets in the way, they, they just want it so badly that they will react with lots and lots of frustration. So when we have Mars trying with Jupiter, we could have two things. One thing is perhaps asserting ourselves is good. Asserting the things that we believe in and the things that we want to achieve in the world is good because if we don't assert ourselves and the things we want to achieve in the world at all we won't ever get anywhere we won't get anything so that's a good thing and then we might have some opportunities our way by doing just that but at the same time as we always say when Jupiter touches anything it because that Jupiter's that gas planet that expands and expands and expands and when it touches anything it could blow that up a bit much so I think there's a fine balance to be had here with that kind of like as Sagittarius folks we definitely understand that expansion Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that's quite an interesting thing coming into um, coming into that, to, into that full moon, having that Mars is trying with Jupiter just as we come into there. So there is like some opportunities to be had and then the moon can come in and sort of put some, some more sort of spotlight on those things. Perhaps perhaps we might see some opportunities in that um, Mars trying Jupiter and then the full moon might show us then some of the things we need to like get rid of to be able to take those opportunities further perhaps yeah so it sounds like this is going to be an eventful libra Mm -hmm. a waxing moon yeah and lots of things to consider for us and as always um just lots to look forward to and take what works for you. You know, just listen to what Sarah said and just sit on it because as a non-astrologer, I know it sounds like a lot to me too. So just listen and like observe and then think, okay, how do these themes, where can I see this in my life and how could it apply to me? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to cut to the clip of our community members and listen in as some of our community members share about Libra and what it means for them. And then we're going to come right back. We are joined back again today with some of our Enchanted Journey and Holistic Witchery family, as as well as, I can't talk suddenly, as well as Team Sisters Enchanted. And it is time for the Libra New Moon. This lunar cycle is a fun one because it encompasses Halloween. And if you're listening to this and you don't love Halloween, then you're probably not in the right place and took a wrong turn in the podcast department. And so that's happening in this lunar cycle, as well as an Aries full moon. Now, my husband's an Aries sun. And so I have some feelings about Aries, but we'll save that for another podcast topic. We're going to start today by listening and chatting with our very own student support person, student support expert. What are you, Christina? You're like the student support sorceress to the max doing all of the things. And Christina... She's got some Aries in her life. She's got some Libra in her life. And she's a Halloween baby, a Halloween birthday. So it's the perfect person to kick off this discussion with. Christina, why don't you talk to us about Libra and your experience? What do you love and loathe about this new moon, this this lunar cycle? And uh, just share with us some, some Libra musings for the lunar cycle ahead. So I'm actually 
super excited for this whole cycle coming on for many reasons. So I will always say like when people are interested in astrology, be like, you want to know why you want to know the biggest discovery I've ever made. This was great is actually my Libra and Aries energy. So yes, I am a Halloween baby. Um, and I love everything about Halloween. I can care less about my birthday. I really don't. Halloween has always been that big thing. I did use it as a kid, as manipulation, for people to give me more candy though. I'd be like, it's Halloween, it's my birthday, you know? And I would get a ton more candy. <laughs> and so I, I love that you later on in life married and your last name is, you say it, Boos, right? Like, Boos, but not, yeah. yeah, but not like boo, like we say it in my house. Boos. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I will get many things from Sarah with many, many O's. But yes, no. I married a guy and his last name is Boos. My husband called you, um, he refers to Christina's family as the scariest because their last name is like Boo. And I'm like, oh, that's not how they say it, Kevin. But it is funny that you're the scaries. <laughs> yes, we are the scaries. Yes, I, I married a man with his last name is Boos, married, I'm born on Halloween, and I have an extreme Scorpio stellium in my birth chart. So I have many, many things packed into my sixth and seventh house in Scorpio, and it's it's fun. <laughs> so if you always wonder if it was a persona name, nope, it's actually Boos, and it's always been Boos. Like there's been little variations here and there, like, you know, depending on how far back in Germany you go, whether there was their profession added to the end, but Boos has always been the thing. The thing was, the name was not shortened when my husband's grandfather came to the U.S. So, but it's a real thing. So <laughs> anyway, so my Libra energy, I am a Libra moon and my Libra moon sits in my fifth house. And it, I really see it like the first time I saw that and I was told that, that it's the sign of, of balance and beautification is in a house to where you're trying to balance your will and enjoyment and also being, <clears throat> sorry, also being responsible in life and, you know, my children and everything like that. It's also the house of like hidden karma, like hidden stuff. So I really see that when I became a mother because becoming a mother has brought the best of me out and has also brought all of those shadows out that have been working here and there. Um, I am also a Libra South node. My south node is, you know, the place where you're starting out in life, where you are, you know, the traits you exhibit when you're younger and all that stuff. And your north node is like, like your lifetime goal, I guess, so to speak. And my north node is actually Aries. So my life goal sits pretty much in this moon cycle that's happening right now. And the whole big thing that I was saying at the beginning of why I tell people how much I love astrology, and this is the discovery I made is that I am surrounded by Aries people. The people that are closest to me in my life are fire signs, and most of them are Aries. Both my brother and sister are Aries. My husband is Aries. My One of my closest and oldest friends is an Aries. My daughter is an Aries sun and an Aries moon. And my son is barely an Aries. He's a Taurus sun by one degree. I am just always surrounded by the people in my life that are supposed to be bringing me towards my North Node. So it helps to combat all that Scorpio energy. And it makes sense why I was so like in the fire and I really identify with fire energy, not as much. Like I feel like the water part of me is like my shadows that I got to get through as Anna's laughing at me because she knows a lot of them and I'm always talking to her about them. <laughs> but um, yeah, just this moon cycle is literally everything about my chart that's substantially big. Scorpio energy, that Halloween energy, 
And then you have the Libra moon going into the Aries moon. And I'm just, I'm all about this. And I'm posting the co-witching this round for the Libra new moon. So I'm even more excited about that. I plan on doing something really big. So (laughs) (laughs) co-witching, it's one of the things that we do in our Enchanted Journey program for those of you listening who don't know. And Christina, I don't even think we planned it that way. I think it just happened that way, right? No, it just happened. That was the one that needed, you know, like, oh, can you fill this one in? I'm like, sure. (laughs) And you did Halloween last year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. That one was planned though, I think. I think we were like, oh, Christina can do Halloween. (laughs) I will, everything Halloween, just give it to me all. I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. So for this, so Libra in air for the lunar cycle uh, with a fire full moon, uh, you feeling good about it, Christina? I mean, oh, I'm like feeling that. way good about it. I am. I'm going to embrace it and all that. I don't know. It could get like too much and I don't know. I might get really excitable, but because um, yes, you have to balance and that's what Libra is about is balance and beautification. So I'm going to take whatever's thrown at me and I'm going to try and balance it and make something beautiful out of it regardless. So whether I'm overwhelmed or not, I'm going to channel it into something. Well, that sounds lovely. Anna, I was looking at my birth chart before we started and Libra rules my fifth house, but it's intercepted and there's Scorpio and I have Mars and Pluto in Scorpio in my fifth house. So Anna and I, I think just saved me like all the money that I would spend on therapy by determining that I am in fact crazy. And there's nothing anyone can do about it based on that evidence that was just discovered. So like when I end up in court for taking some action I shouldn't have taken, then instead of like getting a court ordered therapist to tell people I'm crazy, y'all can just show up with my birth chart and be like, I don't know, facts are facts. And that's it. I love how you're sharing this. And I can see like the soundboard of people who have taken exhibition astrology. And as you're talking, I like how I see all of them are like, Stone faced and like backing up a little bit from their computers. They're all like, hmm. <laughs> I never said that I was a pleasant person. I mean, <laughs> I never claimed to be something that I'm not. <laughs> Assumptions oh, yeah. one draws about me. That's not my responsibility. Sarah, <laughs> I will help you channel that energy then. I love when you start going crazy during this. I'd be like, just give it to me. Feed me the energy. I'll handle it. <laughs> I'll give it to something. <laughs> like one of those lightning things and the electricity goes into it to like divert or whatever. Yes, <laughs> I will be your lightning rod. <laughs> no, no, it can't be helped. You could try, Christina. You could try. <laughs> I'll try and then Anna can pick me up when I'm fizzled out on the ground all twitching. <laughs> I'll tell you, I warned you. I warned you. My, my yeah. husband's very big on in lightning. Maybe he can help. Very maybe. big. Like, oh, he's got a lot of lightning energy that surrounds him. So maybe no. that's another sign. My daughter, <laughs> she's a Libra rising. Anna's husband, he's a Libra son. And apparently I'm a Libra crazy. So there's, if that's a thing, I'm that. Um, I was speaking of astrology students. Amber is here with us. Amber is one of our magic mentors, which means she completed holistic witchery and expedition astrology. Amber, what do you think about Libra? You were sharing, you got some, you got some Libra stuff circling around you. Yeah. So my fifth house is also ruled by Libra, much like yours. And I also have Scorpio totally intercepted with Pluto right in there too. So like, I feel you. <laughs> oh my gosh. If, they, if I'm ever in jail, just bring bail for two people. Cause Amber's with me. I mean, 
my Virgo will help guide us. So maybe we won't end up there, but like there's a chance. <laughs> Listen, my Sagittarius stellium will definitely land us there. <laughs> uh, we'll try. But um, yeah, so that's, that's on my fifth house. So, you know, just trying to balance all that. Definitely the, the hidden karma that Christina was talking about, because both of my parents are actually Libras. So I just think it's funny that Libra rules that as well. And I'm always just trying to figure them out and what they do. (laughs) And it's just a constant balance. So I thought that was funny. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it seems like the lunar cycle or all the things for everybody who's here watching, at least those who are speaking, some considerations with the, the air. So Libra, what's interesting is like, as we move into the harvest season and Libra is this balance, right? And, but it comes after the, it comes after the equinox. And I think it's a really great reminder too, just to balance your thoughts as we move into the dark months of the year, you know, so crazy folk like myself, try not to get like two on one side, get to come back to the other side. All right, let's hear from one of our astrology teachers. Which one of you wants to raise your hand, Anna or Sarah? Let's not fight about it. You know, I know you both want to go, so. (laughs) What's the specific question? There isn't. I just want to hear what you want to tell us about Libra season, the Libra new moon, this lunar cycle with the Aries full moon. What's, What's cooking in your brain about it? Well, I did say that, um, well, I mentioned it kind of off the side before um, podcasting, but um, uh, I did mention a little bit about the story of Libra, kind of like the story in the stars of Libra and how it got there was, um, you know, by the goddess uh, Astraea, who is also an asteroid um, planetary object in the astrological world. But the goddess Astraea was one of the last um, godly like energies in the world realm of men um, as they were all deciding whether or not to stay with us or leave us. Um, and she was the last one to stay uh, because she did see the beauty and everything and she wanted everything to be fair and just and uh, thought that the presence of, you know, those deity energies were important to the the world of men. Uh, but then the world of mankind got so brutal and unfair and unjust that she went to the sky and she formed the original constellations of Virgo and Libra. Um, and how we often talk about Libra energy and the fact that they do really want uh, justness and balance in their lives, but they're usually so pushed that they'll, that they're, that actually that balance doesn't always rule them. They're almost pushed to their brink before they even defend themselves. So their ideal, their ideal of balance is often not what you would think a Libra is because it's usually so unbalanced, which I think is really interesting in that kind of Libra essence that that balance is hard. You know, they never make choices. They let other people make choices. And that's not balance. Balance is give and take. So I think Libra energy is very interesting uh, because it is one of those signs that gets kind of fluff around it. But there's really a lot of depth in that sign and how much unjustness they take and how much they are unbalanced sometimes and how much they're willing to take 
to keep the lives around them balanced. And then you can see that in that relationship with Virgo and how they try so hard to keep people together in an order. And you can really see that, like I, that, that energetic kind of equal exchange between those two signs um, and how you can see also some harmony and misharmony there. Uh, so I think Libra energy in general is maybe a little harder than we all think. It's one of those signs that we kind of forget and sweep under the rug, but I think it really has more challenges than we know. Air signs, swords, cards, things like that. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's what I have. So in your house, you and your husband with your Virgo and your Libra, and then your, your favorite sister rolls in with all her fire. And it's just like, let's mess this day up. Well, the interesting thing about that is what, in what you're saying too, is that, um, it's becoming abundantly clear, Sarah, that you're not as fiery as often as you think you are, and that you do have a lot of earth and air that are trying to bring some air and groundedness to you, but you're heavily raining on that fire, (laughs) that that's all that, that's all she wrote. Um, but I have uh, Libra on the cusp of two houses, which I didn't even like I knew, but like, I didn't remember. Uh, and it really does. It plays, we, we so focus on things like, you know, you and your Sagittarius stellium or me and my Virgo stellium that you forget about the other things that are happening. Um, and we talked the other day about how, how bad I am at making choices and how I need other people or how much I'm willing to take before I do explode. And you see that I have a lot more energies and Virgo is not the only one that plays a role in who I am and how I react and how I participate in the world around me. Like I have Libra on my 11th house. So do I ask my peers and community for their opinion a lot? And I don't really make opinions for myself or choices. Yes, I do. And that's where my South node is. And is that what I'm supposed to be doing? No, I'm supposed to be doing a North node in Aries in my fifth house where I'm supposed to be independent and creative and go on with my bad self. But you know, that's not how it works. Yeah. I'm not just something. The courts don't need like professional therapists and things. They need an astrologer to be like, it's written here on their birth chart. I could have told you this was going to happen. So, you know, just like, let's cut the nonsense. This person is their, their fault. (laughs) Or like, there's no way this person could have done that. They were too busy stuck in contemplation about whether or not they should. (laughs) So very clear, (laughs) very clear. All right. Let's uh, Sarah Milne. Do you want to round us out with any words of wisdom around a Libra new moon Aries full moon for this lunar cycle? We are going to have an episode just about the Aries full moon, but anything anyone needs to think ahead on? I would say, um, and saying what Anna's saying about how Libra, um, they, they, they kind of, sometimes it can, they, they do want to keep sometimes this kind of justice balance and there's a lot in the, underneath a lot going on to try and maintain that. And when Libra suddenly feels like, okay, I've been pushed too far, they will push really, really hard to get that scales back into balance. They will really like do anything they can. Now we have Mars, a Mars full moon. So we have this kind of air and um, fire. So Mars, that Mars full moon could really heat up that, that air. And that could be kind of a, a moment where, like, if your intention is something to do with battle for that you're working on through that lunar cycle, through this lunar cycle is on being balanced in some way, that that that, that um, Aries fire could really kind of like heat that up to explosion, maybe. And then um, Libra sometimes doesn't sort of sits on the fence and doesn't doesn't um, express themselves or assert themselves too much, but. Aries is very much about asserting. So I think there's going to be a really interesting balance there. And it could be that like tipping point that Anna was talking about. That could be that full moon, <laughs> that explosion. 
of air and fire. That's why I love looking at a lunar cycle and as a whole piece, you know, at the new moon, because we said, it's like, it's so interesting how we look at a lunar cycle and we're like, oh, this lunar cycle is about this, that, and the other thing. But then halfway through, you have a full moon that scoots itself in there and <laughs> has something to say about what's going to happen with your intentions. So I think knowing that in advance is very helpful. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, it could really sort of spur things on, but it could explode things. When we talk at the full moon about, is this intention right for me? Like what do I, we say we want to, at the full moon, we should be like laying aside something that doesn't serve us any longer with gratitude. I think we really could have a full moon that really is, am I going to lay aside this barrier here or was that whole intention wrong it could be a real one of those yeah good stuff things to consider when setting our intentions with this new moon lunar cycle yeah all right folks thank you so much for hanging out with me and chatting the libra new moon i appreciate it thank you so much for listening into this episode of the magic on the inside podcast i hope that you enjoyed hearing from our community members and sarah thanks so much for joining me again welcome it's always fun thank you for having me yeah i think we're going to keep doing these through the end of the year where sarah's going to join for the new moon and the full moon and then we'll see what 2022 brings for us a whole new year so in the uh meantime here while we wait for that to come around we still have a few more days left of our 21 day self-care challenge it's totally free even though we've already started you can register you can be picked for random prize drawings and giveaways so you definitely want to register you'll find the link right around wherever you are listening to this episode and be sure to get on the wait list for our holistic witchery program we're going to have that open for registration as well as our astrology program And then you too can learn to read the stars like Sarah does and fully understand what's happening in your life as well as for the collective energy. Because when you can apply these teachings to your own life, your life is going to change. I promise you, I have learned so much just by listening to Sarah and Anna and Nick, our astrology teachers talk, and it's definitely um, helped me see myself in a whole new way. And I want that for so many people. So be sure to get on the wait list for that. You can do that at holisticwitchery.com and registration is going to be open for um, all of our programs very soon. And we can't wait to welcome some new folks in, but thanks again, Sarah. Thank you. It was fun. Yeah. And until next time, we hope that you have an enchanted rest of your day ahead.